never had online exams in my life before in <laughs> india <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah oh. That, yeah Welcome back to Exchange Student Podcast. This is me, Valentina, and my co-host. I'm Mary. So today we have two very interesting guests. Uh, they are Juan. He is a scholarship recipient of the Community College Initiative Program and an, an alumni of the U.S. Department of State. He studied public relations and promotion in Northern Virginia Community College, and he's a graphic designer in Medellin. He's also a very good photographer and he is very passionate about travel. And another guest we have today with us is Ashwini. He's also from the same program and he's currently studying business administration in India. He's the vice president of a nonprofit called International Job Organization for Peace and Sustainability. And he's very passionate about business, technology, and to find ways to conserve the planet. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. It's our pleasure. Thank, Thank you guys for coming here. And guys, yep. so as we get more into the podcast, uh, we have we do this thing uh, in as we get more deep in the podcast where we read one of the submissions from our listeners. This segment is called Everything But The Tea and especially today's today's question I'm really really um, looking forward to get into so let's get started yeah so guys you know that we have decided to talk about mental health and today's episode is flying my mental health abroad with Juan mm -hmm. Usuga and Ashwin so guys the first question I have to ask to start is like what do you think about exchange students mental health when they're away from home um, I oh. think they want to go ahead or yeah, sure. Okay. sure. Well, of course, um, it is challenging for us to leave our home country, our family, friends and loved ones away for a whole year to study abroad. I mean, this yeah. new experience will undoubtedly impact our mental health as an exchange student, even if we are prepared well for it. We have mm -hmm. to understand this is very normal and try our way accustomed to everything new and different yeah what do you Wonder think yeah what do you think about it it's one with us i think with last connection i yeah i feel like he's not with us yeah Wait, I i'm here Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, I was just saying that I second what Ashwin said. Um, I hear I think our mental health is a priority, especially when you are doing a um, change, um, change program. Um, it's as, as important as when you go to Instagram and post the perfect picture, because <laughs> if you don't have your mental health, um, in a good level, I would say, then you won't be able to give your 100% of the activities you do. And that uh, includes, you know, your studies or any other activity you want to do. So I think it's really, really important uh, at least to be aware of it and, and, and know your limits and stuff. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Like, 
like it's like ashwin said like uh, to know that it's really normal and it's not, it's not just happening to you it's really important because when you know it's normal you reach out to others and you ask for help and like one said like everything we post on instagram it's not always true there are other sides to it so yeah that's really true so apart from what we uh, see and talk about um, what we go through personally is really important right so have you personally gone through some of these mental health issues when you were abroad yeah a uh, big time um i am natural overthinker so all the time i'm overthinking stuff <laughs> uh, ideas and projects and dreams i'm always overthinking so that that was actually a big issue i had during my exchange program in virginia um but i don't know i will used to speak to valentina she, she was my podcast uh <laughs> <laughs> you give me this advices and stuff i think it's important to have at least somebody to speak to um so you can you know let those comments or feelings out and, and yeah at least look for advice I, i i don't think that makes you weaker weak or anything like you know like that of course yeah like i i just said in this last podcast like the when you don't know or when you are not comfortable with a situation like with any situation the best you can do is to get informed yeah exactly as well, what's your point absolutely. of view absolutely i mean there were a couple of things that kept me anxious right from the beginning like the way we look act speak etc is different from what mm-hmm. it is the broad mm-hmm. uh, i would say there were various issues at each stage of the program but the people around me made me feel very welcomed and thus it was easier for me to feel at home within a short period of time yeah like it's really important to surround yourself with people who are supportive of you who are like you don't have to lean on them every every day but it's really important to surround yourself with people who ask about you or who are who are always spreading some positive uh, positivity in your day right right absolutely yeah, yeah like it helps it, it helps a lot when your housemates are going through the same because you mm-hmm. don't feel alone yeah. right and and ultimately we live an experience that was well it was one year for one of us uh, maybe 10 months for others because of this pandemic um mm-hmm. but but ultimately we had a family there um we had the, the same participants they were our family and they were always we were always connected um we were we were not friends of everyone but at least you had a small group that you could speak to and Yeah, that that would help to you know your mental health and it just will will free you somehow. Yeah, yeah, it will set you free. So, guys, and another thing I I want you to address is that how did the language barrier affected you mentally and like did you fa- face a stress having to speak to locals or in class or in a restaurant or like an everyday situation? yeah oh yes yes i mean it, particularly 
it was very hard for people to understand each other's accents as we come mm, from yeah. like so many different <laughs> places yeah we have personal experience with that yeah absolutely <laughs> i mean we had to say the same thing more than once for the other person to understand particularly in the mm-hmm. beginning i mean for example this one time when i was presenting something in front of my mm-hmm. class one day and the professor suddenly interrupted me and asked me to say everything slowly as it might be difficult for people around there to understand my accent i mean i was so shocked at that time because i felt <laughs> i did pretty well back home with english but everything is different abroad i mean everything is different yeah, even the sound it is the word and um as i started british english back home and everything was in american english wow <laughs> yeah mary <laughs> and every time the professor corrects your spellings because she thinks you're wrong exactly oh, oh my god not fun <laughs> well well for me i have a couple of funny stories so the first week um and actually this is going to be funny for you as well but luisa and i luisa was another participant from the program from colombia um she and i we had a crisis because of our accent um uh, we thought it was really strong a really Colum- strong colombian accent we were having a crisis in the classes or the english class even with Sarah, with Sarah our coordinator and we were like nobody understanding what we are saying or our accent is super strong we feel ashamed um <laughs> it was really funny but you know we we got over it um but it was really frustrating because it was at that time when people would ask you twice or even you know more than twice what you said and you said like you then you will doubt on your activity or in your abilities and you would say am i good enough <laughs> because mm-hmm. this is happening um but i think question, this, right? right but i think this is something you will go through um if you are an international student probably is going to happen at the beginning of your experience and the middle of or maybe at the end but it's going to happen and the other <laughs> the other funny story happened when one of my classmates told me like hey this is not modern family this is not sofia vergara accent and i was like okay <laughs> so, oh. wow that was rude <laughs> yeah right so i was like uh, i don't know maybe i'm ashamed of my accent i don't know but i'm i, I don't know it was it was kind of funny but yeah it was rude mm-hmm. like you start questioning yourself after that right like right yeah, yeah. and, and I think it shouldn't be like that because yeah. i mean as long as you have the correct grammar the correct uh, punctuation you have everything i mean you shouldn't change your accent because it's part of your identity i don't know i always exactly. say that absolutely okay. and valid remember uh, like i don't know if it's same for you guys in virginia but um, when you first come you first have classes with your coordinator before you actually start your classes with the college right and right. and that the first starting <laughs> classes with your coordinator it's it's a first challenge that you overcome and you get really comfortable with the 12 or 14 people in your group like who are facing the same problems with accent and everything so like you kind of relate to each other and you get really comfortable and then you start classes in college with other american students and that's a whole another challenge right like you're 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 going to miss 
the classes you're having with your coordinator you're going to go you want to go back there because like this is again totally different oh yes i mean when we were with our coordinator it felt like a safe space like a comfortable mm-hmm. space and no one's going to judge you but when you go out from that when you go to the real world to classes with other people then you really feel that anxiety it's in you yeah definitely um those first two weeks feels like a little bubble and you're safe in that bubble <laughs> but once you start classes that's when the real challenge starts um yeah i think yeah i don't know about ashwin but even the first week the first day i'm sorry when we all arrive and you were you know getting to know your classmates and, um your classmates not your classmates your uh housemates i'm sorry mm-hmm. that you didn't understand them and they they will get frustrated and <laughs> and likewise because we couldn't understand each other i don't know if that happened in your apartment but it happened oh, it yeah. did. Oh, it did. <laughs> so guys like uh, language and culture go hand in hand right so how did you cope with adapting to a completely different culture hmm um i'm thinking <laughs> um <laughs> Well, I want to say specifically, specifically with the United States culture because that's the only, you know, country I have visited so far. I didn't had a real, I would say, a big challenge. I would say that we as Colombians, we are familiar with the culture mm-hmm. and what is going on there, uh, holidays, seasons. Um, there are some difference, differences, obviously, but I think we, I, I want to speak about you know the colombians we didn't have like that hard challenge as may, um, maybe other cultures uh, mm-hmm. maybe people from bangladesh or indonesia that mm-hmm. the culture is so different that um maybe it was difficult for them but it was not difficult for me except for the weather yeah yeah and sense. i think for you guys i mean ashwin and mary it was harder for you wasn't it well yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I want I mean, to I should speak. Ah okay so like in the beginning <laughs> I was very excited and thrilled to be in culture just like all of us and I mean everything seemed magical and perfect but however <laughs> I mean, <laughs> felt the difference to be a little too much because um it's a lot of things are done very differently from how it's done back home and it was not just this culture we were living with people from 11 different countries so mm. each one of oh my god yeah were completely different and unique exactly. i mean my housemates were from colombia turkey cote d'ivoire and indonesia all of us had different manners and different way of approaching things so the first few months were i mean full of surprises and after that i just you know got used to it you're going to get surprises every single day from all over the place <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that happened. Yeah. And guys, I know I like I have to ask this and I know we all did with we all did this with us like we ourselves. So, were you guys hard on yourself when you miss an opportunity and how did it impact your performance? I mean, because there obviously were some days where we didn't feel like going to a class or we just Exactly. I I don't know, we just didn't feel like 
Mm. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, in my case, I applied for this program four times in a row. So, um, you know, just wasting opportunities was not an option for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you are not an octopus. You cannot do everything at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you will miss opportunities. And that's kind of sad because ultimately we were there just for 10 months. Uh, yeah. We don't know when we are going to return. Um, we don't know what kind of you know activities you missed on, or even the people you will have met on those opportunities you missed. So I was hard, yes, on me. I was hard a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Um, a but, little bit? Eh, well, <laughs> yeah, you, got me. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> um, but I try to, you know, make the best out of it. Um, so, but although I was hard on myself, I, I try to enjoy the most I could. Mm-hmm. And you did. What about Ashwin? Well, um, to be honest, there there were tons of opportunities available to us, and we didn't even have the time to worry about missing something. Others lined up or waiting for us to use. So, well, um, this did not have a serious impact on my performance, I would say. Like, there's two sides, right? When you when you look at other cohorts and you see that they have so many opportunities, they are doing stuff every day. And then you like you have the pressure to uh, like to find stuff. Okay, I'm here and I'm going to go back in 10 months and everybody's doing something. I need to find things. And that's one side. And then you are on the other side. You have so many opportunities that you just can't do everything and you want to do everything and you don't want to miss anything like that's kind of a pressure to yeah me. absolutely just like Juan said you're not an octopus like to do so many stuff and it was <laughs> that's an true because comparison. there were a lot of opportunities in the place where we were and it can get a little too overwhelming yeah yeah, yeah the first thing was- so guys <laughs> So guys, we are almost um, in the middle of the podcast and as I said, now is the time for everything but the tea where we teach one of the submissions and today's submissions, Laura says, I hate my university, sorry, I hate my university but I don't want to upset my Oh wow. That's it. And that's a deep one, the yeah. deepest one we have had uh, since we started the podcast. And we also have to thank you guys because, I mean, in general, you guys have been with us since the very first beginning of this crazy idea. And we didn't expect mm-hmm. that you guys were going to be this interactive with us. And yes, yeah. like, here we are with this deep confession. <laughs> yeah, we're really excited. So, what <laughs> Well, that's that's deep, and I have dropped out once before in my life. I was studying architecture before choosing business and administration, and after one year, I had to drop out due to various reasons. But one of them was um, I got frustrated with how uh, the professors and the staff there treated me. So, well, I, that was like one of the most important like periods in my life where I was really down mentally 
so but eventually i decided that i shouldn't be in a place where i don't feel like i'm a part of that where i don't feel um, you know respected so i just um, came out of it and joined another university and then life has been really good since that decision that was really brave and you see that you were maybe you were afraid that something bad was going to happen but look look at you now like look where are you now and i think that the most difficult part when it comes to this is that we are always thinking that our parents are going to say something i mean like do they have expectations of course they do and and have had since we were born or even before we were born but uh, like every father mother expects things on their children and but basically what they expect and what they want is for their child to be happy with what they do to find what they are truly like truly passionate about like knowing that if this if this of course they, their child will know what they what will be in their profession so I, I think it may be hard at the beginning, but then they were just accepted. I think I don't know exactly. Like, yeah, what do you think? Um, so regarding Laura's comment, I think it's the <laughs> um, uh, I cannot relate to it. Um, I, I can say that I've been fortunate to do what I like or what I'm passionate about. Um, but it sucks when you have to put your dreams and projects. On, on hold because you have to fulfill other people's dreams and expectations. Um, and I can relate to that. <laughs> Now I can relate to that. And uh, it's, it's, really, it's really sad. So I'm, 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 I'm so sorry, Laura. <laughs> and yes, so like, I don't know if we are qualified enough to give this person advice, but we have to say based on experiences that it's going to be hard. It's going to be, it could be financially hard too, if that's one of the problems. Mm-hmm. But like that would be one of the best decisions, but the hardest decisions you have ever made. Yeah, just make what makes you happy. So exactly. guys, we have talked so far about what is mental health like when you're abroad, like in our case mm-hmm. when we were in the USA, but now it's time to talk about when you come back because we all know that it's harder for us. It's a little bit harder, for, harder. Yeah, for us when you experience this reverse culture shock. So guys, were you often stressed out from things happening back home or Did it, dis- did it disrupt your daily activities in the USA? So, fortunately, nothing serious happened to any of my loved ones mm-hmm. back home. But, however, I did miss certain things like my cousin's wedding and mm-hmm. also my brother going to college for the first time. Wow. So, yeah, and when the pandemic became very serious, my family was very stressed about me because in Uh, it was in the U.S. where the virus spread mm-hmm. like wildfire. And yeah, back home, exactly. it was uh, quiet. It was just in the beginning phase. And also, they were really stressed out when we had to be in home quarantine for 14 days as a result of us coming in contact with the person who was tested positive. So until we got tested and 
the results came negative. My family were anxious, but at the same time, they were very supportive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, now that you say that, Ashwin, for me, my family will call me every single day. And I was like, you guys need to stop for real. <laughs> Please stop it. This is just too much. Uh, I'm fine. Um, yes, I'm in the hot spot of the coronavirus, but I'm fine. <laughs> um, but regarding, you know, the reverse cultural choke and stuff, I'm a, I'm a little bit afraid because I arrived to Bogota. I, I did a quarantine there and then I... I traveled to my home state and I stayed in a little town with, where I did a, another quarantine and now I'm home with another quarantine. So I haven't been able to uh, experience that reverse cultural shock. So I'm afraid that when this pandemic is over, or at least not over, but in a better situation, that reverse cultural shock is going to hit me because I haven't mm-hmm. been able to experience it. And I think that's a really bad thing. That's interesting, uh, not uh, not in a good way because, like you, you're, you, for you, you're waiting for the culture shock to hit when everything opens up, and here I think it's partially open, so it's coming in, <laughs> it's coming and going in low growth. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, like, um, excuse me, can you just come and I don't have to deal with you? Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Like, let's change. I would be happy to. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, apart from your daily stressors, so did you experience developing anxiety or did you have any mental disorder prior to that? Because, um, like, there are students, um, exchange students who already had mental uh, disorders, men- uh, issues before coming uh before doing an exchange year so if you did how would you cope with it mary anxiety is my last name honestly and <laughs> and i think ashley knows that too um, <laughs> as i said at the beginning of the podcast i'm a natural overthinker and i will overthink even the good things um <laughs> so it's easy for me you know to be in that dark place and uh, to be fully anxious okay. about it um but there is a musician I really love. Her name is Lindsay Sidling, and she also has her podcast. And she said, we are all humans, um, and it's normal that, it, especially in the midst of this pandemic, that you feel anxiety or you feel frustrated or you feel afraid about you know, the future because there's a lot of uncertainty in this world right now. But you are not your anxiety. You are not the, that dark place where you want to drag yourself into. Um, so wait, me, wait. Does she have a podcast? Yeah, she does. She, I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. Like, yeah. I've been a fan of hers since, like, 10 years ago. I didn't even know she had a podcast. Oh, my God. Okay, sorry, Juan. So you, so now it's time for you to jump in. <laughs> yeah. So for me, with that anxiety, is that um, I try to look at my dreams, and whenever anxiety hit, I just I just look at my dreams and see, okay, 
and my achievements as well. So I say, okay, I was able to do this and I accomplished this. And maybe it's not a lot, but I still did it. And I overcame so many obstacles that I, I should be I should feel proud of it. And that's that's how I cope with anxiety, basically. That's what mm -hmm. I do. Like, I can relate to the last thing you said so badly. Like, is it luck? That question is so haunting. You don't want to say it to anybody because, you know, like, you work so hard to accomplish something. And then when you did it, like, there's this question back in your mind. Like, is it just luck? Like, could I continue accomplishing things or is it just a one-time thing? Oh, yeah, that imposter syndrome. I hated it. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's so natural. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, and Ashwin, have you experienced that? Well, um, no, I did not have any serious anxiety or disorder before in my life. Uh, well, however, some of my friends there face some issues And I always think that when we are in a privileged position of not going through the same feeling as others, we should certainly try to help them in whichever we, way we can. And uh, I just tried my best. When I feel okay, I just try my best to you know, make others feel the same way. And I think I was lucky enough to not face uh, any serious issues. But I sh we shouldn't stop there. We should you know, try to help those who... Uh, who are um, facing these problems at the same time. Yeah, exactly. I am the, I you. <laughs> That's also <laughs> Let's thank each other. <laughs> yeah, and guys, so what are, are, are you up to to help yourself or others to recover and cope from... It doesn't have to be just a mental disorder, but it could be an IT attack, a crisis or something or even just sometimes we're just full of questions and doubts before we were uh, abroad so sometimes like just Juan said we just need someone to talk to so how do you guys cope with that well um I always try to stay positive by doing things that I like the most because I believe that um one's purpose in life is to be happy that's all so you just have mm -hmm. to keep doing the things that you really love. For example, for me, watching my favorite football team play, listening to my music, talking and letting out any negative thoughts or feelings I have with my loved ones, that'll usually do the trick. I'd also suggest um, people who are struggling to cope with stress or you know, any other kind of mental health issue to find a person they really trust in and have meaningful and open conversations with them because, and also we should never hesitate to get professional help when such negative thoughts and feelings keep persisting. We should never, um, you know, feel like people will judge us if we go and get mm -hmm. professional help because it, what matters the most is that you have to feel okay. You shouldn't feel about how others judge you or others uh, in that scenario. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, also guys, like, we try and cope with these things ourselves, we try to find things to do. But what do you think about asking for professional help? Because uh, we do have in US, we, we did have counselors, right? And our, our um, 
are wait our coordinators uh, often uh, give give uh, suggest us their names give us their uh, cards so we can go and ask for help so what do you think about that um i think regarding what you said um about you know use the research said it um i think it was amazing when uh, i saw that in the united states um in nova in in Nova College, there was a board with information about, you know, if you needed to speak to somebody, counselors, um, hotline, sorry, no, not that kind of hotline, but the, the line where you can call and ask for help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you can call, you can consider that a hotline. <laughs> um, but, but what I'm trying to say is that it's a serious matter there. And they take it seriously, and they want they want to provide that resource for you. But I want to say that here in my city, when you go to to you know a psychiatrist or this you know a psychology or something like that, they will say, "Oh, you're crazy." So, like for example, oh, so you have a you know a history going to the security. So if you're applying for a job, for example, they won't give you that job, and maybe you just go there to speak to somebody because sometimes we need it. But when I, when I saw their, their quantity of resources and how they took it seriously, then it was amazing for me. I was like, okay, this is the first word. This is, this, this is not because they care about you and that's how it should be. It is, and I, I feel like a stigma affects not only the, the person who is seeking for treatment, but also the number of resources available for proper treatment. Uh, and stigma and misinformation can feel like overwhelming obstacles obstacles for someone who is struggling with mental health condition. So it's just like you already have anxiety or depression or whatever you fit, you have. And top of that, you have to deal with people that judges you because exactly. you just want help. That's yeah, it's like yeah like what you both said about having that resource especially in a college and having to deal with the stigma like in usa it was so it felt like second nature to ask for help and to just like go. it felt so natural yeah like like just go and like sit with them make an appointment go sit with them and talk and it's so natural it's like a part of your day right and then yeah, like, but then back when you come back home or when you think about back home, I study psychology in my college and we often talk about every, all the issues in classes. But then when I come outside of the class and I look and I feel that, okay, there's this one counselor in the entire university that oh nobody God. goes to, like nobody cares about. And that one counselor who doesn't ask uh, who doesn't ask for people to come to her and she is already so full of um, cultural stigma herself how is she going to yeah. help the students yeah like, wow i agree on that point absolutely we need more yeah. resources in our countries right and you know what is sad guys is the fact that they have those resources they don't use it they don't use them um, oh my god yeah yeah i know right yeah like, but i have to say that uh i'm being lucky this time because my university is even though it is a public university is <laughs> not that bad and at this as aspect and it's really trying you know that in 
having online classes or this transition from face-to-face classes to online classes has been a really difficult issue for us, not even for students, but teachers, the uh, administration staff. So this year, the college, like they already have this office and they already have someone that students can go and talk to, but they didn't have a hotline itself or a page, a, a website page. So this time, during this pandemic, they develop uh, this WhatsApp page or, or this hotline where you can call to or you can just send a message and they will come to your house. I mean, wow. they, won't, they won't come to your house now because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. They used to do that. But now they will call you. They will do video calls with you and they will assist you properly. That's so, so impressive. That's yeah. That's like, wow. That's awesome. That's I think that's that's kind of related to what the Virginia Health Department used to do um, to people who call their line and ask for help. I think that, that yeah. that's really amazing. Yeah, it is. And sometimes you feel like they're not doing enough, but they're just trying because it's it's not that this kind of uh, changes happen overnight because we are we know this is a third world country so it's not that it's not like they're going to copy and bring the american system and it's going to work overnight that's right yeah so guys what would you advise exchange students or just people away from home to help them understand and help themselves with mental health i know that ashwin already gave us some beautiful and amazing like from the bottom of your hearts what would you guys advise to these fellow exchangers that are listening to us yeah Mm. well firstly um, we must know and understand the fact that we traveled away from our home to study and improve ourselves in a way that will greatly benefit us and potentially our family too in the future um, and of course, we will miss our parents, our hometown, etc. Some people barely talk with their family back home. And I, when I was in the U.S., thinking that it will make them miss them more. Some people were literally on their phones throughout the day. But I wouldn't prefer yes. both talking or attaching yourselves too much to people back home. Might affect you more or hold you back from ultimately experiencing life abroad respectively. And there's no one right thing to do. It all depends on what keeps you happy, what makes you happy. And what worked for me doesn't necessarily have to work for you. So, well, yeah, congratulations if you're listening to this and recently won a scholarship or in the middle of one. Just always try to be positive and optimistic because studying abroad as an exchange student is one of the best experiences you could get in life. Mm-hmm. So, well, just have fun. That's all. Yeah. And now that you guys are talking about having this experience and traveling abroad and studying abroad, like, what are the most uh, relevant things that you guys could share with us about that experience? Um, so before answering that, I, w- I just want to go back to the previous question. Um and that's one. And you're, if you're a future CCI student listening to this podcast, you are going to receive this advice twice. But as at least a person says, thief, uh, sorry, um, comparison is the thief of uh, joy. And that's true. Uh, just enjoy your process. 
uh, all experiences are going to be different. So if you start confronting your experience with other people, you will start feeling depressed and anxious because maybe some people are enjoying it more than you are doing it. And I think that's not fair to you because, as I, as I just said, every experience is different. Um, and now to answer the, you know, the, this question you ask, I just... You know, are you speaking in general or regarding mental health? In general, no, like in general, mental health, yeah. like everything. Whatever you want to share. Uh, I don't know. I think for me, I was able to accomplish many dreams. And I was able to visit places that I only could dream of um, when I was a kid. And it was so amazing, for example, to, you know, arrive to New York by bus, which is different than arriving by plane. Um <laughs> but but arriving there and seeing you know the big buildings, huge buildings, and in general, um, I was I was always dreaming about visiting New Orleans and Salem in Massachusetts, and I was able to experience and accomplish those dreams. And I think that was that was really amazing. I think that was a a beautiful aspect of the program that I will be always um, I'd say lucky or. Um, Grateful for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Grateful for. Like you saying those things reminds me of the time uh, when we first went there. And Valentina, remember, we were such a typical tourist and we <laughs> loved every minute of it. But oh we, my God, we yeah. used to shout. We were at taking the pictures everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we used to shout at the buildings. Anything we yeah. saw that's beautiful, we used to shout like in the movies. And it was so cringy, but we loved every minute of it. <laughs> oh, but the oh, but the next, I mean, the last month we were like, uh, oh my god, like, again, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ashwin. Oh yes, I mean, <laughs> I mean, visiting those places it was brilliant. The one thing that I missed was going to New York. I was planning to go oh, in March, yeah. and that's when everything happened. But anyways, I'm grateful for you know staying healthy and all that stuff, but. Uh, more than that, one experience would be, for example, most of us who went there as exchange students uh, are quite young and maybe still living with our parents like me. So we really haven't tasted life yet. So when we are there, we are on our own. We have to cook our own mm -hmm. food. We have to do the laundry by ourselves and everything. Like you have to wake yourself up in the morning. You have to get yourself to college and everything. You're on your own. So I think this experience gave us what life really is. And it made us to understand how we have to uh, live individually and not to be so, uh, you know, dependent on someone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So guys, one of one last question uh, to end this is uh, we know that since the pan pandemic started, everybody's trying to be productive. Everybody's trying to like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and I'm going to post it on social media. Like that's okay. That's totally fine. But then you have this pressure when uh, somebody asks you, so what have, been, what have you been up to? And then they judge you like, uh, you that you haven't been productive. What do you have to say to those people? Mm. For me, this is not normal time. This is not regular free time. Um, everyone is having their own issues and problems. 
uh, whether it is, you know, economical or uh, mental health problems or whatever. I don't think it, there is a guideline that, it, that says that you have to do a daily course or that you have to watch those videos or that you have to be mm -hmm. super successful in, in the midst of this pandemic. But for me, that's not the case. Um, so I, I think that you can do that and that's amazing. And you need a lot of discipline for that. And I think that's great. But also if people, they don't feel like they have done a lot or stuff, I wouldn't say that they they don't need to be hard on, this, on themselves because this is not normal. Mm -hmm. time. This is just not. Oh, okay. This is. I have all of this free time. I'm just gonna do it because we mm -hmm. cope with things differently, and this is one exactly. of those situations. Mm -hmm. wow. Like this is the pandemic of. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, we shouldn't like put that pressure on ourselves at this time because, uh, to be honest, right now we're all trying to survive and get ourselves out of this pandemic. And of course, there are some people who have to work every single day who might have economic problems or family problems. But if you don't have any of those uh, stresses and uh, you're still worried about people asking you what you're doing and how are you spending your time? I, I would just say take things one at a time because uh, this time there's already too much pressure from outside and you don't have to put that pressure on yourself as well. So just try to take things slowly one at a time and you know, get by this time. I agree. So guys, yeah, that's so true. So guys, like, there's already yeah. so much pressure on outside. Oh, you go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you go ahead. <laughs> I was about to end it. <laughs> yeah, end it, end it, end it, end it. <laughs> Sorry, guys, for kicking you out. Um, thank you for all of your advice. It was really uh, helpful to know that it's not just me or it's not just Valentina uh, talking every day and going through all of this stuff in pandemic. And it's good to know that uh, like everybody is facing the same issues and they're dealing with it in their own ways. Um, and so that's the end of our today's podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode. And thank you, Juan. Thank you, Ashwin, uh, for joining me and Valentina. We are really, uh, we really appreciate uh, you having with us today and sharing your experience. It was a pleasure having you. So, yeah, thank you. thank you guys. Thank you for accepting this, for being part of this project, for sharing your experience because not some like not always you're going to find someone that is uh, willing to share the experience and I think that we all sh we all should be part of this because things this is a podcast made by and for ex exchange students like to help each other mm -hmm. well absolutely thank you so much for you know uh inviting us and having us over it was just really nice the last 50 minutes to 60 minutes um it was really exciting <laughs> and interesting and going back to the times that we spent last year it was just brilliant it was. thank you yeah. thank you for having us and it was great to share again with ashwin uh in this case virtually <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> yeah, <it's great. laughs> absolutely. 
Yeah, so thank you guys for coming and just remember that to get updates of our latest episodes and to interact with us, follow us on our Instagram page at D underscore exchange student exchange podcast. So yeah, that's it. Thank you guys so much. For thank coming. you. Thank you. So bye everyone. And remember, not all classrooms have four walls. And not all words have the same language. Bye. Thank you.